who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. What do you get when you take two childhood friends with a passion for unexplored history and a whole lot of booze? You get us, Queen's Podcast. And here at Queen's, we are spilling the tea on all kinds of women from history. From New Orleans voodoo queen, Marie Laveau, to Marie Antoinette, and everything in between. Each queen is paired with a cocktail recipe that will totally get you in the mood to hear the fun, dramatic, and juicy stories of fascinating women from history. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Cheers! I'm Sue Smith. I'm Caitlin Brodnick. And, and we, we love, love scams. Guys. Um, and before we get into the episode, I just want to thank our new Patreon supporters yes. so much. You guys are the Thanks. best. Um, I think that you guys all wanted that tea on our <laughs> shitty guest. On our oh, Patreon, God. So guys, we, got we really let it fly on our Patreon because we're like, they're our <laughs> friends. We can definitely tell you yeah, what we really You think. guys are cool. Mm-hmm. We just want to thank our new Patreon patrons, Alyssa and thank Abra you. Thank and you guys. Kendra. Thank you so much, you guys. Thank you You're so much. amazing. And your scam that you guys have to watch out for this week um, are, you know, socks are going to be scammy. I think socks are, you have to watch out because it'll say sure. like exercise socks. And yeah. if you're, this is what I think. I think I want all of my socks to have like really strong heel and toe beds. Like yeah. they need to be really nice and puffy and they can say it's exercise stock, but it could be like moisture wicking or something stupid. Like, no, you need something that has like a lot of fabric so that when you're running or exercising, you're rubbing against the soles of your feet and you want them to be good socks. Don't just have it because it has some tag that says Under Armour. You don't know if that's actually a good quality sock. That's true. Be careful of your sock quality and don't get scammed by those fucking no-show socks, okay? <laughs> yeah. Those Only slip down so far. They you slip can down never, so far. Only get a referral. Get yes, yes. Or ask if a somebody, friend if it looks like yes. she's active. What socks does she wear? You know, what like socks? start a conversation. Yes, you can meet tell me a new best socks. friend and a new best sock. You never knew. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, that's my advice for you guys. Thanks for being our Patreon patrons, and we hope you liked our dish, our drama. Yes. So fun. Okay, so today's episode, today's episode is a treat. Juicy. Juicy. uh, No, it's so interesting. It's so honest, and we're thrilled because this is, um, we spoke about this scam briefly in one of our mini episodes, and it's so fun because it's blossomed into a full episode, um, and we have an incredible guest who's super honest and vulnerable, told us his entire story about being conned and then fighting back and being really the only person to get this convict, to get this con artist He's a, he's a superhero. He fights for justice. He is. So he's a vigilante. Good. A vigilante. He's funny. He knows a good pool when he sees one. I mean, that's oh. important. He also, knows the pool. He's a great friend. Let's be I honest. Mean, he's rich. <laughs> Let's be honest. He's we want his his career goals. We'll just say yeah. like, I want he's his got, life. He's got but, good stuff going on. 
a new, we are new, huge, huge fans of Mm -hmm. Jonathan Walton. So we're going to just bring you guys right into the middle of the interview because we didn't even do, we didn't even intro, guys. We just jumped right into it. So here we are talking with Jonathan Walton. Hope you enjoy it. Jonathan, we came to know you through the Reader's Digest, through your Reader's Digest article, which Katie read and and loved. Well, thank you. I'm shocked that Reader's Digest still exists, but it does. I know. And people, but it does. They have 60 or 70 million readers all over the world. I found that insane. That's when you're crazy. walking through the grocery store, you, you snag it with yeah. your toothbrush or whatever you're getting. <laughs> That's crazy. Wait, where were you? Does somebody subscribe in your family? Where were you that you saw? Yeah, so my mom's old boss um, from one of the first places she worked at the Science Magazine then went on to be the editor-in-chief or head of Reader's Digest. Ooh. And now he's moved on to other things and he's a consultant. But it was like during their huge, awesome heyday. And he's just like one of the smartest people and a very good family friend. So we'll always be a Reader's Digest family. Uh, so well, I enjoy it. Eric Trier, shout out. They published, I wrote a, uh, an essay for the Huffington Post for Essentially Free, right. which I'm happy to do because I wanted to get the word out about this con artist. And then I get a call from Reader's Digest probably two or three months after. And they're like, we want to publish your HuffPost article. Um, we'll pay you a couple thousand dollars. I'm like, all right, it's sure. Amazing. Yeah. So, I love Reader's Digest. And they did that great artwork, the the picture of me and my con artist. And they did like a cracked yes. frame with broken glass. It was really cool. Reader's Digest with the big money. Jeez. I know. (laughs) Who knew? Scamwell's going to bring it back. Scamwell's going to bring Reader's Digest back. Yes. (laughs) People are supporting it. If you have Apple News Plus, they they actually have Reader's Digest on Apple News Plus. You have to pay 10 bucks a month for it, though. Yeah. I get that. So sorry to interrupt. Carry on. No, it's great. Guys, we're chatting with Jonathan Walton. Oh, wow. Having the. Welcome. We're Thank having you. the best time. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us. So anybody who's listened, we had a little sneak peek. We covered it in one of our mini episodes. Um, I was sharing a story that I was reading that was really compelling. And we reached out to Jonathan because he's just got such a fascinating story, Jonathan. And I, I will say personally, I loved how much you documented and shared your experience of being scammed. Yeah. And it's not just sort of a brief synopsis. You did all of your own detective work, it seems, as well. I yeah. did. This whole experience turned me into a vigilante. It turned me into a private investigator mm-hmm. because, you know, when you get conned and you go to police, they're pretty much laughing at you. You know, that's yeah. their... That's their knee-jerk reaction is to say, well, don't give strangers money, and I don't think there's much we can do. So when I heard that, I just launched my own freaking investigation. I mean, parallel with police, and I called and I I nagged them every single day. And you have to make police realize that you're not going away until they do something. So if they want to get you out of their lives, file charges and move on, you know? That's what you got to do. Oh, my God. Um, Squeaky wheel. Make them work for their paycheck. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. So, so how did you meet this woman? You guys became friends, right? And she took advantage of you. Well, that is to put it lightly. I'll <laughs> tell, tell you the, the story. Whole story, Jonathan. You take start at the beginning. It. Yeah. Okay. And we'll just enjoy this ride with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, once upon a time, uh, the, <laughs> it was 2013, and I we live in this really you know this nice apartment building downtown Los Angeles. I'm, I'm a reality television producer. I've done shows like Shark Tank and American Ninja Warrior. I just finished a show for Disney Plus called It's a Dog's Life with Bill Farmer. Highly recommend it. Ooh, the great jobs that amazing. dogs do. Such a fun show. Uh, so I, I we have a problem in, in 2013. Our apartment building has a huge problem. Or what we perceive as a huge problem. We lose access to our Club Med style swimming pool. Right? Okay. okay. Our, oh, wow. yeah, That's so, the first issue. <laughs> oh, boy. And, yeah, it's May. Summer's here. And we don't have a pool. That's why you move there. Yeah. Right. You got to so, have the and, pool, L.A. in the it's summer. it's a huge pool. Listen, it's got like Olympic swimming lanes. It's it's shaped like this gigantic hexagon octagon. It's got a 20-person <laughs> jacuzzi. It comes with tennis courts. It's got a game room with There's a pool table. There's your social life. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Okay, so a, we get it. it you like BFD, are well girls, off. A BFD. <laughs> we get it. So, I want to live there. I want to be you. It's, it's nice. Me. Okay, we, continue. We, we love the pool. So we were up in arms. We were angry. <laughs> Angry, me and the you know 400 plus residents we were angry and uh i had put up flyers all around the building you know 
you know, miss the pool, want it back. Let's meet and discuss. You know, we were going to try to legal oh, good for means. you. Jonathan's yeah, so, a little shit stir. I like I it. I am. I well, like it. Know. Start the revolution of club med pools. Yeah. 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 It's, it wasn't just any pool. It was like a sparkling oasis in the downtown Los Angeles jungle. Yeah. And you need it back. And we you want need it, it back. back. Yeah. Okay. So residents start emailing me, but one resident in particular is very angry and wants to help. She emails me a thousand times. Her name is Mayor Smith. Okay. So she she wants to come to the meeting I'm having of all the residents, but we meet before the meeting, just her and I, and I see her coming uh, from the distance. We meet outside and she's got white surgical stocking up and down her legs and she's like lumbering okay. towards me and... She says, hi, my name is Mary. And she had a weird accent. Uh, it was it was like American mixed with something. So mm-hmm. come to find out, you know, she tells me she has lupus and that she just wow. had surgery. And that's why she has surgical mm. stockings. Yada, yada, older? yada. No, she was like in her late 40s. But I come to find okay. out that she doesn't have lupus. That was a lie to get uh, sympathy. She just had mm-hmm. one of many plastic surgery procedures. She had liposuction. Yeah. <gasps> So when, on when, her legs? Yes. When we met, she had liposuction. I want to know more about this. But she never told me. I found out that later after I found out a bunch of other lies. But that's just her introductory so, lie to get you to feel like, oh, poor thing. I'm sorry. You know? Yeah. 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 Did you say she was? She had a bit of an Irish accent? She had I a read weird also. accent. Was that yes. part of it? I, I, yeah. So when, yeah. when she told me she was from Ireland, I was like, ah, that's the weird accent. Okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. It was like. You got to put it somewhere. Yeah. Irish mixed with American, you know. And she lives in your building, she's so you're neighbor. already wanting to trust her. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And she's so friendly and funny. So we have that meeting with all the residents, right? And this is two weeks yeah. later. The surgical stockings are gone, you know, because <laughs> that's about as long as lipo takes Lupus is cured. Heal. Yeah. Yeah. Surgical <laughs> And she kind of like glitters at the meeting, you know? She's got a dynamic personality. She's funny. She's irreverent. She curses. She says it like it is. Mm-hmm. She has everyone laughing. And she says... You know, I'm dating a politician. A boy, my boyfriend is this big politician, and he can get us our pool back. And the crowd kind of like erupts, like, "Yay, we have a hero!" Like she was Norma freaking Ray, yeah. you know. And we loved mm-hmm. her. I loved her immediately. And after after that meeting, she, I realize now she targeted me. She ended up scamming two other people who were there that night, but I was the main one in our building. Um, she targeted me. She. Invited my husband and I out for dinner to these expensive dinners at these chic LA restaurants, $500 bill here, $600 bill here. She insists on paying because she's, she starts unpacking her story. She moved here from Ireland. She comes from a wealthy Irish family and she hates her family. She wanted to get out. She loves Los Angeles. She's working for Pacific Islands travel because she grew up on holiday in the in the Polynesian Islands and her family's Ugh. friends with the owner of Pacific Islands Travel, so they got her a job there. Just something to do, because she doesn't want to go shopping all day. You know, and she loves <laughs> she became yeah. she's so rich. Yeah, she became the number one selling person of Pacific Islands vacations because, you know, she loves reliving the experiences of childhood and she knows every island and she's so great. And you know, when someone tells you they're from Ireland, you just believe it. And they work at Pacific Islands. You just, you know, everything made sense to me. Um, yeah. Well, also, as she's paying these five hundred dollars yeah. bills, I mean, for me, that's a huge. That's a big dinner. That, she, that was that was such a ticket she used. Yeah, to be like, here, let me pay for this. Obviously, I'm wealthy. Yes. It's backing up her story. She's got money. She looks like a woman of great means. That's how she came off. Yeah. And we bought it, and there are other there were other clues too. Wait, before we move on, I want to know um, what happened to your pool. How come you couldn't access it? <laughs> so VIP. Our building, so we share the pool with a third building. We are two buildings, and we share the pool with a third building. And in some agreement they signed back in the 1960s, we're responsible for 60% of the pool's expenses. Well, they needed to dig up and replace pipes under the pool. And when they put the when they put the, the, the ground back and retiled, they used a better kind of tile than th- that was there, like new tile, God mm-hmm. forbid. So then the our building, being as cheap as they are, were like, this is not a repair. This is now an upgrade. We're not paying for it. And they owed $400,000. <gasps> and they didn't want to pay it. So because they didn't want to pay it, the other building went to court and got an injunction and took our pool away because we owed them $400,000. Oh. So eventually, through no help of my con artist, I guarantee you, 
um, we got the pool back in the court system because they the court system kind of kicked it back and said, hash it out, people, pay your fair share. Hell yeah. Okay, so you're at dinner, $500, and she's paying the tabs. Yeah, so she comes across like this woman of of, of great wealth, right? Um, She wines and dines us, uh, and in her apartment, she has a framed, she points this out to me several times, a framed copy of the Irish Constitution, and she says, look at that signature at the bottom, that's my uncle. Like, you know, she's Irish royalty, you know, she's got... Right. Jimmy Choo's. She only wears Jimmy Choo's or Manolo Blahniks. And those are like twelve, fifteen hundred dollars shoes. Yeah. And she's got like, she appears to have hundreds and hundreds of pairs of them. She shows us her closet. And it's just like shoes, 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 shoes all over the it's like a walking closet full of shoes. You know, my husband and I looked at each other, we're like, that's like three hundred that's like two hundred and fifty to three hundred thousand dollars worth of shoes alone. You know? She yep. could pay for the pool with her shoes. But she could. I'm glad she didn't. Because I love those shoes. She but could. and but you have no reason to doubt her. She's showing you a closet full of shoes. You're not going to yeah, no doubt reason that. to doubt with yeah, that no. many Jimmy shoes. You're like, I have no reason to doubt. Let's be no. friends forever. <laughs> yeah, God. exactly. She had a lot of money. Well, she appeared to have a lot of money. I'll I'll tell you where that money really came from. I, f- I found out later. I can't wait. So as we're going along, you know, she starts unpacking her story. I don't realize she's unpacking her story. I just think this is her life. You know, we're getting closer. And your friendship's growing. It's getting yeah. deep. Yeah. So when I confide mm-hmm. in her that, you know, I'm gay and my family kind of kicked me out, uh, they kind of, mm-hmm. uh, of the family, you know, it, it had, at that point, it had been almost seven years since I'd been home for Christmas. And that's seven years mm-hmm. since I'd met my husband, you know, like, So it was, it was a sore spot for me and she immediately pounced and she's like, my family kicked me out too, because we're fighting over this inheritance. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. say what now? Inheritance? Mm -hmm. You know, clearly Mm -hmm. she's rich and now there's an inheritance. So she tells me the tale of her great uncle, um, Patridge Clark. I didn't have to say... That's not the same as your identity. Yeah, as no, that's not you the love same at all. Versus You're fighting somebody over a lot like, of money. I need more money. Like I, I think it's so funny. I'm, she's like, I completely understand your deep, you know, pain <laughs> and love of your life. Let me tell you about some money I need. Well, I mean, I <laughs> think she was commiserating because her family cast her out too, and that's you know why she moved right. out. Of, they hated her, and that's why she got out of Ireland. You know, so mm. we're both two lost souls in Los Angeles commiserating sure. about our family circumstances. I think that's the mm-hmm. foothold she used. And I immediately felt for her, you know, like, mm-hmm. I know what that's like to have your family hate you. I get it. You know, and we got really close. Yeah. I mean, we were like brother and sister. We would end phone mm-hmm. calls with, I love you. I love you. You know, she was yes. like family to me. I loved her, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And yeah. so she starts showing me, now this is uh, 21st century scamming. She starts showing me text messages from her cousin, Fintan. Uh, who hates her, who's trying to get her disinherited. There's a 25 million euro inheritance. She's supposed to get 5 million euros. And she shows me text messages from her cousin Finton, who says, you'll never get a bloody bloody farthing, he calls it, you know, mm-hmm. which is a, a English currency, you know, old English currency, a farthing. And he calls her the C word. And, you know, I have no idea at that point that she had created like a Google account to create this <gasps> Fintan character to text herself as this guy <gasps> to show me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There was no this Fintan. That was her. all a scam. Yeah. She created dozens of characters online to text herself and email. <gasps> she, her barristers that were working on the inheritance in Ireland, she would show me, look what my barrister just emailed me. No, no, no. That was an account she created as a lawyer, as a barrister <gasps> to email herself to show Jonathan Walton, oh. you know, that was part of her scam. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I had no she idea. She sucked you in. Oh, my she God. She sucked so you in. work, too. My God. It was a full-time job. Because, listen, while yeah. this and was also, happening to me, she was scamming simultaneously dozens and dozens of say, other people. So, it doesn't sound like this is her first time, either. Because no. she already knows how to easily create a fake barrister account. Yeah. yeah. And she knows yeah. what she's doing. Yeah. Oh, she knows wow. what she's doing. She knows it. And, you know, yeah. this is a woman who would cry... Her family woes would cause her to convulse in tears. And I would put my arms around her and, and console her. Um, right. That was all made up. None of that was real. But oh I thought, you know, I thought it was. So I'm I'm like rescuing this damsel in distress, even though yes. I'm a gay guy. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to help her get her inheritance. So you're being a great friend. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I loved her. This was like family to me, you know. So yeah. 
she starts, you know, um, she says, and one day she points out this clause that her barrister made her aware of. And this is, this is, this is next level brilliant. She said, the barrister says, if she's, if any heir is ever convicted of a felony, they forfeit the inheritance. So oh. it was literally like five minutes after she said that, that I repeated the con to her. She got me <laughs> to tell her what my scam is. So I said, listen, Mayor, you got to be careful. Your family's friends with Pacific Islands Travel, the company you work for. Like, what if they try to set you up to get you convicted of something so they can get your inheritance? Listen, I've been a news reporter for 10 years. I've seen husbands yeah. knock their wives off for million dollar insurance policies. Yeah. What wouldn't they do for 5 million euros? And we're talking like close to $7 million in, in the US, you know? Yes. So literally a couple weeks after I warned her about that, she call, I get a collect call. This is a call from the Century Regional Detention Facility. You have a collect call from inmate Mayor Smith. She's calling oh. me from jail. What? She got arrested. And she starts, oh I remember gosh. I was working on the History Channel show, 10 Things You Don't Know with Henry Rollins. And <laughs> I got that call. He's so hot. He's, he's a great guy. I love Henry Rollins. He's like the nicest, sweetest, He you know, best to work with, super informed, great guy. Loved him. Highly recommend that oh, show. Ten okay. Things You Don't Know About with Henry Rollins. Two seasons. Great show. I'll look it up. Yeah. So she's crying on the phone. You were right. My family framed me. It made it look like I stole $200,000 wow. to get my inheritance. You were right. And I'm like, I knew it. I warned you this would happen. I yelled into the phone. I'm like, I told you. You know, I was so like and so now angry. you're also probably proud. Yeah. That you, you yeah. hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I paid... Uh, $4,200 to bail her out of jail. Did that really, was that real? No, she was really in jail. Yeah. She, she was, was really in, sure jail. in jail. Yeah. So you, did you go to the jail? Yeah. No, I had to hire a bail bondsman. They saw her in jail, you know, and I had to pay $4,200 to get her out of jail. So here's where the con starts. The next day she pays me back. Yeah. So it feels legitimate. Well, I mean, that's the, that's the whole Con artist is short for confidence artist. So yeah. I loan her 4200 She pays me back the next day. I now have confidence to loan her more money. Right. And that totally. was the plan. And in every, I've since interviewed hundreds of, of um, con artist victims because once my story went public and it got a lot of press, victims of other con artists started contacting me for help with their con mm -hmm. artists. So I've become like this con artist expert. Um, it wasn't a title I ever Good. sought, they but you know. You. I mean, it kind of happened to me and I'm, I'm helping people. So mm -hmm. um, every con, you see a little money up front, always, mm -hmm. whether it's mm -hmm. an investment wow. con. So interesting. Oh, yeah. You always wet your beak. So it gives you confidence to continue. Because had she had not Gotta paid back that money, I never would <laughs> have loaned her. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. It's Gotta so very... <laughs> <laughs> got it with a beat. I just, I just it's got that. It's so very Anna Delvey. Did you hear about this scam? Yes. Yeah, it's it is. So Anna it's Delvey. So similar. Yeah. Yes. It's this attitude of, and here's the thing too. I feel like it would be easy for me to fall for something like this because I do sort of love that those stories of old, rich, fabulous money. Yeah. I have family from England. Yeah. Like this idea that, because it, we do read stories where it does happen. Somebody just, it turns out they have this distant relative and they have $10 million suddenly. And these stories actually do happen. So she's pulling on things that are sort of like, happening in our zeitgeist right now that we're hearing about and you meet somebody in a city you have no idea who they are like what they're especially la is. everyone's a transplant yeah totally. everyone yeah i mean and you know what at the end of the day we both moved to los angeles for the same exact reason to ply our craft just her craft right. is conning people and mine is making tv shows right totally and now your craft is saving people and now <laughs> yeah now i got a new craft she got me into so i love it so Remember when I told you she paid me back the next day? She yes, actually yes. didn't. The politician she was scamming paid me back the next day. It was the his politician. Money. She was How dating she a politician that? who was cheating on his wife. Conservative politician. <gasps> I can't say uh -huh. for what city in Los Angeles County, but uh -huh. um, fabulous. She picked a good one. Oh yeah, Hot she, she scammed him out of Hot out God. of a hundred grand. Oh. <gasps> um, yeah, using a similar Irish inheritance story, he 
he was a partner in a law firm that does estate planning. So she told him her 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 billion dollar uncle, uh, great uncle Patrick, contacted him because he wants to set up a family trust to leave money to the gay wayward son that they cast out. Oh, so interesting. The politician thought he was going to get to handle a billion dollar trust. So every time she needed, you know, 5,000 here or 10,000 here, um, she would, you know, he would just give her money because he thought, oh, the big, the billion dollar trust is coming. It's coming back. Yeah. But I, you know, he had to find out the hard way. There is no billion dollar trust that all those people that have been texting and emailing him aren't even real. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I had the pleasure of letting him know that. I double dated with him twice. <laughs> yes. he was another another mistress um well my, you know or his wife well no i double dated with you know, mayor was dating him but i knew he was Mare. married and yeah. you know i i went on you know i i had meals with them twice uh my husband oh and my i God. and him why not yeah why not well because why not? you know okay. like i you know i try not to judge like i don't know yeah. you know maybe he was gonna leave his wife for her i don't know you never know. But so also you're a good friend first and foremost. Yeah, and so this was like we'll my best dinner. friend. Yeah. Just show up. So I knew. Yeah. yeah. Do we do we know why she was in jail for real? Well, so she was in jail. She actually did steal two hundred thousand dollars from Pacific Islands travel. That was true. That wasn't her family okay. setting her up. That and that was she, she was using that money to wine and dine my husband and I. Like it was an investment in her future scamps, you know. Was was she actually working for them? She did, yeah. She did work for Pacific Islands Travel. Yeah, that comes out later. But she, yeah, she created a PayPal account called Pacific Islands, and she was taking customers' money into her personal account. And over the course wow. of two years, she got $200,000. In addition to her salary and commission she was already getting. Oh, wow. wow. Then you want to so hear the craziest freaking thing ever? Of course. She Always. only got caught because she went on vacation. She wasn't, so she had this, so she knew a loophole in Pacific Islands, right? Uh, it's a luxury, vaca- vacations are like 20,000 bucks a piece, right? Wow. So there's a pot all the money goes into and no one's keeping tabs on the pot. When you book a vacation with most travel agents, they don't buy your vacation. That money goes into a pot and the day before your flight, they buy it. Okay. They wait till the day before and that money accrues in a pot. No one's keeping, she quickly figured out no one's keeping tabs on that pot. Um, so she started just siphoning off money into her own account under PayPal, using PayPal to scam Pacific Islands. And the only reason she got caught, because they knew they were missing money, they just couldn't figure out where the hemorrhage was coming from. So one of her customers calls while she's on vacation. She's out. And is Mayor Smith there? No. Well, deal with another travel agent. Okay. And she books, you know, she, you know, says the vacation she wants. And then at the end, she's like, can I pay with PayPal like last time? <gasps> and the woman's like, we don't, mm. we don't take PayPal. You paid mayor with PayPal. How, what, who, what? And that made them go to police mm. and they started, they, they had a sting operation and they caught her red handed taking customers money <gasps> into her own Ooh. PayPal account that she labeled Pacific Islands. So if you're a customer and you're paying, Oh, PayPal Pacific Islands, that makes sense. Okay. And the reason customers did it, I think was because they wanted to pay with American Express and a lot of places don't take American Express, but PayPal does. So people could pay PayPal with their American Express. So they got better travel points. Oh my God. Also does a credit card too. So they could probably pay it off later. Yeah. Yeah. But she only got busted because she wasn't there to take that call. Damn. You got to wonder how long it could have gone on. uh, If, if that never happened, she could still be doing it to this day. Con artists can't go on vacation, and that's the sad that, truth. That's, yeah. That, you know, for any that's con artist listening out there, don't take a vacation. Don't go on vacation. No. no. It'll, so, it'll cost you. Did she ever go back to jail for that? So, okay. So, here's what happens. So, I bail her out of jail. She pays me back, or the guy, she, you know, the politician she's scamming pays me back. Sure, but I'm confident sure. to loan her money. And over the course, so that's like two years into her friendship at that point, right? Almost two okay. years. Um, And at one point, she comes to me and says that her family froze her accounts, you know, her, mm-hmm. you know, she shows me more angry texts from Finton, the evil cousin. Yeah. Um, yeah. They froze, you know, they paid off a dirty DA and they froze her account. So not only have they trumped up this charge and she stole money to get her disinherited, but now they're trying to make her life miserable because they want her inheritance. So I start loaning her money. You know, I loan her essentially mm-hmm. another, you know, $15,000, 
which I'm not worried right. about at all because I know she's going to get, she has all this money in her bank accounts. I know she's rich. It's been two years of And we're two years Joe. in. So I feel, and she's already paid me back the first time. So, yeah. you know, I loan her $15,000 over the course of a couple months. No problem. Cash, no problem. And then, and she's showing me emails from lawyers saying, this case is falling apart. It's a trumped up case. It's going to go away. You're going to get your inheritance. So again, I'm confident we're winning the battle against the evil family. Yeah. Not knowing mm-hmm. there is no evil family. I'm sucked into the con. So yeah. one day she comes and says, listen, for the case to go away and for me to get my inheritance, I'm going to need, you know, 54000 They want $54,000 in like, in like a, a court costs and agreement and to pay them for the time they put into this and whatever. And then the case will go away. Now, Right now, as I talk to you, I'm an expert in the criminal justice system. At that time, okay. I had, I'd only been to court for a traffic ticket, and that was 20 years before. You don't get traffic tickets in L.A. because you can't speed. Like, it's clogged. The freeways are clogged 24-7. You can't speed. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> I'd only ever been to court. I don't know the court system. So that may- And I know how expensive lawyers are. So that yeah, makes sense right. to me. I'm like... So $54,000 and the case will go away and you'll get your inheritance. Yes, 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 it's yes. foreign too. There's like old money. It, yeah. it, you feel like there's, yeah. and they hired a creepy PI. So you're sort of like, oh, this is part of the, the jig. Yeah. yeah. The gig. Yeah. yeah. So I, just, I believed her obviously. And I, so, you know, I didn't have 54,000 cash. So I let her charge my credit cards, $54,000. Mm-hmm. Right. And everything is, goes away. Like, you know, she's happy again. She's going to get her inheritance. Everything's fine. Then one day, the plot thickens once more. She comes to me crying. She says, listen, the judge is really angry at me in my case. I'm like, why would the judge be angry at you? She says, well, yeah. he considers it money laundering that, uh, that you let me charge your credit cards to pay my court costs because that's money laundering. And I'm like, what is it, though? Is that... Is yeah, that how money laundering works? Yeah. Like I, she's like, yeah. She's like, so he's going to punish me with a 30-day jail sentence. It's just a slap on the wrist to teach me a lesson. It's not a felony. It's like she has this guy in, like, like she's calling him on the phone. Her and the judge are on, like, BFFs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Texting. Like, I need to teach you <laughs> a like, lesson, lady. Yeah. Yeah, like, who talks directly to a judge that well, way? Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. I do want to say that you're a very good friend for letting her charge $54,000. That's incredible. Right? Sue, can I do that? Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Now, now I'm not such a good friend to anyone, let me tell you. I don't believe anyone. <laughs> no. I background check everyone. And That's the shit okay. that I found out about people I thought I knew, shocking. Shocking. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Once you start background checking people, you're like, what? But we're not friends anymore. That's oh another boy. story. No, it's just, you know, I mean, you know, no one tells you the shit in their lives. No. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and that's understandable. And I, I don't confront people about it. I'm only doing it for my own safety. Like, whenever I meet a new mm-hmm. person, I, I background check them to see, have you been charged with anything anywhere, anytime soon? Or what? what's your deal? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I subscribe to three different databases. I pay like close to a hundred bucks <laughs> a month. But to me, that's oh a necessary God. expense. You know? Yeah. Well, yes. You have PTSD. I do. Well, you have to check and em- you have to check everything. Yeah. I do. I check everyone. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You, you girls came out fine. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You've probably heard the name Mary, Queen of Scots, and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy. But how much do you know about her life and what she was really like? For instance, did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled or that giving gifts was her love language? In my podcast, Vulgar History, we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part miniseries about the fascinating life of Mary, Queen of Scots. Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were, and it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But... I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com. My husband got a ticket in Pennsylvania for fishing without a license, so I hope that didn't come up. I saw that, and that's fine. I don't have a problem. Okay, thank oh you. Oh, my thank God. You. What, it, what came up with me? I think I had some parking on the wrong side, but then I all of that got I mean, yeah, tra- so traffic infractions don't bother me. If you were, like, charged with grand theft or, or whatever, or, you know, by inducement or whatever, I would think yeah. I would be cautious. But, you know, your podcast is legitimate, so, you know. We're fine. Thank you. Did Thank you see you. my book? <laughs> she wrote a book. Yeah. <laughs> Any of our funny TV shows that we've been yes, on? Yes. No, you got, that's our why business? I did this. I, I think you guys are great. <laughs> um, okay, so she makes a deal with the judge. The judge is telling her to spend right, 30 so days. Right, she's got to do 30 days in jail. Okay, so she goes, to, she goes to jail, and this is the beginning of, beginning of February 2017, right? She's serving 30 days in jail, and she's calling me collect from jail every day. And on like the third or fourth day, I'm like, listen, I'm going to come visit you. She's like, no, 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 no. I don't want you to see me like this. This is horrible. I don't want you. But I'm her best friend. So I insist. So I don't know if you ever visited anyone in jail. I do not recommend it. It's a horrible experience. No. Um, You got to log on to their website first and create a profile and they got to get your ID and whatever. So I did all that. And then I clicked on her name because she's the inmate I'm visiting. And then the first lie uh i found out i found out the first lie she said it wasn't a felony right and that's a huge part of her getting her inheritance well right on the jail's website clearest day it says she's in there for felony grand theft oh okay not larceny i mean not um money laundering like she said right it's not a slap on the wrist this is felony grand theft like so then i'm like what? That's not what she told me. So immediately I take the day off of work. I go down to the courthouse. I pull all the records from that court case. So this is the beginning of me becoming like an expert. Right. Great. You're becoming a detective. I'm so inspired. I know. God. You got to do things yourself if Turn you want that anything. Turn car around and get to the courthouse and check your files. <laughs> check the files. You got to. Get on it. Yeah. So it's amazing. It's like hundreds of pages. So I start reading everything over. And one by one, I'm discovering every single thing she told me about this case was a lie. Whoa. Nobody, and not just like nobody froze her bank accounts. That's a lie. Yeah, um, yeah. Her family's not involved with the case. That's a lie. She, she scammed me to pay off a plea agreement because for 40000 she only needed 40000 for the plea agreement, but she scammed me out of fifty four for that. In total, she scammed me at that point out of like $75,000. Oh, 
Wow. And was this, so was this the same case uh, for Pacific Travel? Yeah, Pacific Island. She stole 200,000 from Pacific Travel, and that's why they charged her with grand theft. Okay. But if she wasn't able to pay the 40 grand in restitution, she would have gotten five years in jail. But because she paid 40 grand and agreed to make payments for the rest, they only gave her 30 days. So that 30 days was not a slap on the wrist for money laundering. It was what she had planned to serve the whole time for paying 40000 in restitution of the two hundred grand she stole and an agreement to pay the rest off in installments later. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So I was, I was just, you know, I was just, I was so many things. I was stunned. Were you sweating? I can't imagine. You know what it is? I would be sweating. Yourself. I'd be hot. It was yeah, a I'd heat. So a sweaty. heat came over me. Like, I just suddenly yeah, yeah. got like a fever, like hot. Like, what, what the hell have I brought into my life? And my husband's life. And I went home and yeah. I just collapsed into my husband's arms and sobbed. You know, I couldn't believe I had let this happen to us. I couldn't believe I had allowed this this devil into our lives and become such fr- mm-hmm. good friends with her, you know? Yeah. It must feel like so heartbreaking and humiliating and anger. Oh. So yeah, frustrating. And so, so everything. deep sorrow. I, I feel like every emotion must have been it flying. Was everything, mm-hmm. everything. And mm-hmm. but here's here's what separates me from all the other con artist victims. Ninety plus percent of con artist victims don't want to talk about it. They don't want to tell anyone because they're ashamed. Because yeah. they're worried yes, about yes. what will people think. Mm-hmm. I was cured of that worry because I'm an openly gay man. Like, I had yeah. made peace mm. with being gay, you know, 13 years ago. I don't mm. care what, like, if I cared what people yeah. think, I never would have come out of the closet. Because being gay is not considered a good thing, according to most people, you know. Being gay people are still I mean, getting I, kicked I, out I of their families, great. kicked out of their apartments, fired yeah. from their jobs. Their countries, yeah. they're being executed for being gay. It's not, you know. So any openly right. gay person has already laid to rest Thank caring so about mm-hmm. what people think. So I didn't, I didn't have that shackle. I would later learn from most other victims I speak to that, no, don't tell anyone. I, don't, I, I can't deal with what people would think. I don't want to know what, you know, I don't want anyone to find out. I'm scared what they'll think. But, wow. but that enabled me almost immediately. I clicked into That's action. Wonderful. I went to police. Yeah, yeah. You know, I started a blog. I started a website. I put pictures of her. I told my story. I, you know, got press coverage. And... I started hearing from dozens of victims of her. Some of them would allow me dozens? to use. Yeah, 45 in all. <gasps> wow. Oh, wow. Absolutely. She, you know, she's an inveterate thief. That's what the judge called her when he sentenced her to jail. She got a five-year jail sentence for what she did to me. I was eventually able to nag, 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 nag the police. And every time I found a new victim, I called them and said, hey, I found a new victim. Hey, I found a new victim. Hey, I found a new victim. <gasps> and eventually, uh, after 11 months of investigating, the LAPD filed grand theft charges against her. And then the court case took almost a year to prosecute because oh she kept delaying. She kept delaying. She kept delaying. She showed up to the preliminary hearing on crutches. All of a sudden, she's got crutches uh, to try to get sympathy from the judge. It didn't work. Uh. And a month before the trial, (gasps) she files uh, a fraudulent restraining order against me. So I had been batting this around in the courts for almost two years now, right? Between police and the court system. And I'm almost going to get to the trial, the day I've been looking forward to since it started. And she claims I'm threatening her life and I'm following her around and she fears for her life and i had to hire a lawyer that's another 1500 bucks and the lawyer explained to me that listen if this if this if a judge approves this restraining order you would be prevented from testifying against her oh my gosh that is genius oh of course she knew that that was her plan that was her plan oh yeah 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 but luckily a judge dismissed it and the trial proceeded. She didn't testify in her own defense. And she couldn't get um, anyone. She couldn't get anyone. She was 49 years old at the trial. And she couldn't get anyone to testify on her behalf to say she's a good person. Four victims testified. I testified. Bob, the Newport Beach scam, testified. Heather, she impersonated a, um, a psychologist and was treating Heather. She scammed Heather out of $10,000. Oh, my God, you got to hear this. So for Heather... 
she pretended to be the guy Heather was in love with, and she texted her. She texted herself as this guy, oh and she'd be gosh. like, "Heather, I'm not supposed to tell oh you this, but gosh. I'm giving life coaching classes to this guy you're in love with. Yeah, and I think I can I can broker like a romance. Like I think I can get you two together. I mean, and you've been in love. We've all been in love. You would move heaven and earth, anything. So if you find out that the psych the psychologist you're seeing is also treating the guy you're in love with, oh my god. So she has really figured out what every single victim needs, that like that key that is really going to help yeah. them succeed in their life. She provides it for them and she provides all of this background information as well. Yeah. And it sounds like she was able to, with her historic family, you know, millions that she was lying about, is that she was able to use that story everywhere. So she never sort of got flubbed or confused or mixed up. She had a solid story with like her fake evidence for everyone to see sort of like using that across the board almost made it easier for her. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't until $10,000 in Heather realized, mm -hmm. Oh, that was all a scam. And she was just devastated. So she testified. I testified, Bob testified <gasps> and her own freaking daughter, her estranged oh daughter, God, she had kids. this daughter grew up witnessing her mom scam people her entire life. She, <sighs> she tried to report her and nobody believed her. And um, the DA managed to convince her to fly out. She lives wow. in Tennessee. She flew out to LA for the trial and testified against her. And a jury deliberated for three hours and found her guilty of <gasps> grand theft by inducement of scamming me. And she got a five-year jail sentence, which she'll only have to serve two and a half. But here's where the plot thickens. Tell us. In addition to getting called uh, by all the... When I started my blog and I started this website about what happened to me, um, I get a call one day from a police detective in Northern Ireland. <gasps> They've been looking for her for 10 years. She actually lived in Northern Ireland. So when she was in Tennessee, so she was born in Bangor, Maine, and she lived in Tennessee. When she was in Tennessee, she had dreams of being Irish. Mm -hmm. She started an online relationship with a Northern Irish guy named Stephen Smith. That's my brother's name. With Sue's brother. Ooh. Okay. Is, it, is he... <laughs> Yeah. Is he a Northern Irish postal no, he worker? He is now for this no. story, yes. For this story. Yes. Wouldn't, wouldn't that brother. be a small, small world? So <laughs> so she she goes to Ireland on vacation to visit him and ends up staying. And she lives in Northern Ireland for nine years where she scams 26 people out of $500,000. Oh. oh. Yeah. She, she has a bunch of phony investment schemes. She worked for a mortgage company and disappeared with a down payment. In 2009, she disappeared with a down payment of six people's homes. Wow. And police in Northern wow. Ireland have been looking for her ever since. And because oh they gosh. found my blog. So as soon as she gets out of jail in Los Angeles, she is being extradited to Northern Ireland. Wow. <gasps> yeah. And now she's in jail right now. She's in jail in LA County Jail right now. So yeah. two questions. Oh my gosh. Has she ever contacted you since in jail? No. Okay. I think she would want to stay as far Good. away from me as possible. Right. And then when you heard that sentence of the five years, did it feel just to you at all? Did it? How did it feel when you got that it, decision? I was, you know, I was thrilled yeah. because he could have sentenced mm -hmm. her to nothing. Her her lawyer was pushing for probation. Yeah. Mm. I'm so That's proud amazing. of you for getting justice. No one no ever gets one justice. Does. This is and, amazing. You know, the, the few people that share their story, I've also, we've heard and we've experienced that they're, they're exhausted. Oh and my it's, God. It's, it's so exhausted. much to even yeah. discover how you've been scammed that then you're just so tired. You don't want to then relive that trauma oh. with then fighting against the con artist. And it's incredible totally. and such a testament that you did that. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, you listen, yeah. I didn't know in, in a way I'm very grateful to Mayor Smith for scamming me because it revealed in me a person I didn't know existed. I didn't know I was that guy. Yeah. Until, you know, until the shit hits the fan, yeah. you don't know how you're going to react to things. You're tough. Yeah. But you're not backing down. No, yeah. but I was that guy. And I managed, in yeah. outing her, I managed to save dozens of people from her because all she's ever done is scam people. You know, her earliest scam... She got out of paying rent in our building by convincing our landlord she had cancer. So she got out of five oh, months in I rent. Um, she had low blood iron. Mm. So whenever she would get blood iron transfusions, she would have a nurse take a picture of her in a hospital bed hooked up to tubes, and she would tell people she had cancer. 
I found out from her oh. family she ran an early cancer scare oh. uh, as, a, as a teenager. She told all her friends and neighbors that she had cancer and needs money for treatment, but please don't tell anyone because I'm so ashamed. I don't, want, I don't want anyone to know. So secretly, they mm-hmm. donated thousands of dollars for her cancer treatments. It wasn't until one person you know, went to say something oh. conciliatory to the, to the mother, like, I'm so sorry your daughter has cancer. And her mother was like, what? And the family found out, and oh they were my. so embarrassed. Can you imagine if you're the mother of this teenager telling everyone she's got cancer, oh. raising money? It's yeah. Awful. So this was her entire oh life. She is an inveterate thief. She's a well-practiced con artist. She's been doing it since she was yeah. a child. I heard from a childhood friend of hers who called me up who said, you know, it doesn't surprise me she's a con artist. And I'm like, why do you say that? She says, well, I knew her from ages 12 to 14. And she she told she I went into this big mansion. She told me it was her house. I followed her into it. And she told me this is her sister's bedroom. She took me into this bedroom, she says, was her sister's. And she said, can you put on my sister's sweater and take a picture? My sister's name is Jenny. And um, I just want a picture, you know. And and the, the woman did it because she was like a 12-year-old girl. It's only looking mm-hmm. back now she realizes that wasn't her house. Like, whose house was that? And oh. They just walked in and, and why said, yeah, would she have me yeah. do that? And and the best we can figure out, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking is she was a young con artist, you know, working her muscles of manipulation. She Very could convince young. this now, 12 year old yeah. to go into a stranger's oh room, God. put on a sweater, take a picture, insane. Creepy. And did you, That's do you know so any more about her, her, like, her family life? Was she an only child? Do you know anything about her parents? Or maybe she told you things were all false? Does yeah. she have more kids? Oh, I know all about her life. Yeah, I got a PhD oh, in this bitch. Let me tell you. Tell us. I love it. Thank <laughs> God. So Good. she she came, comes from a family of like five, right? Okay. She's a middle child. She's got older and younger siblings. Um, her, One of her sisters died of a drug overdose. Um, One of her brothers died also. But there's a living brother in Tennessee. There's a living sister who is in Germany, who actually does work as a psychologist in Germany. Wow. So you can see where she picks from. Yeah, she pulls get... things around. around yes. Yeah. 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 And out of all the stories you heard, you said you heard so many. What is the worst story you heard from people of her scam victims? Um, I just think, you know, one of her victims from Northern Ireland called me, who she scammed. She disappeared with a down payment. She never got over it. You know, she cries on the phone to me. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, Aww. she's become kind of a recluse um, because of what really happened. It, has, it impacted her. her life in so many ways. Right. And it breaks my heart. Mm. And I think how, you know, she has no idea the pain Mm-mm. she's causing people. She just steals and leaves. And right, and it changes them forever. Forever, and this one, you know, I, I am yeah. going to meet her one day because believe me, I'm when the trial starts in Northern Ireland, I'm going. <laughs> yeah, you uh, got to. Oh, <laughs> it's absolutely! The grand finale. I love yeah. it. And I'm trying now, to sell a true yeah. crime documentary series about this, so I'm turning this woman into my yes. cash cow in order to get my money back. Actually, you're going to make it. Yes, you're going to make it more back. money than she took from you. Oh, for sure. I have a feeling. And you're yeah, going sure. around. That's amazing. Wait, um, back to what, uh, one quick question. Did she have any other children or any other official marriages? So she had two daughters. So she, she's been married uh, twice. She had sh- her her first daughter. Um, the daughter who testified against her at trial doesn't know who her father is. Growing up, Mayor would tell her, um, your father's a football player. Your father's a biker. Your father's a black guy. So uh, the, 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 that daughter grew up not knowing who her father... It's so cruel how she was to her. She it's stole so her daughter's cruel. identity. Yeah. Also, yeah. her sense of oh security. My oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Just horrendous oh. woman. And the other daughter she had with a guy in Michigan, um, the guy quickly figured out she's a lying, cheating, you know, con artist, mm-hmm. divorced her, like when the daughter was yeah. one. And the courts... And this is a testament to what a, what a, what a psycho she was. The courts in Michigan awarded full custody to the father, would not give her custody of her daughter. Oh, that daughter. that's good. Wow. At least so that's... She, never, she never raised that daughter, but here's the twist on that story. I mean, sadly, that daughter ended up getting cystic fibrosis and dying at 23 years old. Oh, Right? So, mm-hmm. Mayor uh, told everyone her daughter died of cystic fibrosis. She started a GoFundMe campaign 
and <gasps> raised she raised seventeen thousand dollars from of from people donating to her uh, daughter's cystic fibrosis. Yeah. Oh my god! I, what I found a psychopath. it. I I called GoFundMe. I tried to get them to press charges, and they wouldn't. It's you know. GoFundMe is this wide berth where you can raise any money for anything and not have to prove anything. Mm-hmm. I know. And I feel like once they started that case, then they'd have all these other ones. They would just be only in legal battles. I yeah. think so. I think that's why they kind of shrugged it off. I mean, they took the campaign yeah. down. But there's a screen grab of it on my website, JonathanWalton.com. You know, on my website, I kind of chronicle all the scams I know about her and what I found. Mm-hmm. And her, oh my God, she changes her appearance from crime to crime. If oh, you go, that, oh, that I want to ask right. my website. Log on to JonathanWalton.com. She's a blonde. Yes. She's a brunette. She's a blonde. I saw it. She looks like, it's like five different women, right? I'm oh so, my okay. God. I have to ask about this. That's my next question. I'm so fascinated with people that do plastic surgery, con artists, because I think that is, if you're really going to go there, that's the way to 100% you know, change your identity. Do you know all the different like plastic surgeries she's had and procedures? Well, I know she's had a nose job and she's had some face work. I know she's had a ton of liposuction. Um, mm. She tried. Yeah. So the nurse from her plastic surgeon's office called me, found my website. <gasps> she was befriending this woman to scam her, but the woman knew oh. something was up because she apparently, so she, you know, and that's where some of the money went on um, plastic surgery mm-hmm. that she scammed. <laughs> Um, right. Yeah. She tried to convince the nurse that Jennifer Aniston was her friend, but That's crazy. it was a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon, and I think the nurse knew for a fact Jennifer Aniston had no idea who she was. <laughs> so the yeah, nurse, the nurse probably the nurse knew Jennifer like, was my friend. Quickly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the nurse cut ties with her quickly and was never scammed. But the nurse just called to tell wow. me that story and said, "Oh, by the way, wow. don't don't use my name." <laughs> That's what everyone oh, says. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That oh is wild. Gosh. That is so nice. And she so, does look different in every picture I on your website. I think it's fascinating. Um, I would swear it's a completely different woman. I wouldn't know one woman from the next. No. No. They all look oh the same. Um, no, but so Jonathan, what do you feel a sense of, I mean, I am, didn't even happen to me, but I am so proud and excited for you when somebody calls you and connects to you from your website because it's sort of one of those things you put it out there, you hope people care, you hope it makes a difference, and then it seems like they are coming in droves to you and you've really created yeah. a community. Yeah, you know, again, I didn't know this would be my calling. Um, mm-hmm. I never set out for this. You know, I was trying to sell funny shows in LA. Like, this was never yeah. my thing, but it happened to me. And I reacted yeah. and I, I put her in jail. And um, yeah, I feel a sense of uh, I'm, I'm answering the call. You know, I'm doing yeah. I'm doing what's expected. I'm doing what 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 was required, what the universe required. I do believe, you know, when this just ha- when I got scammed, I was so angry at God. You know, I'm not yeah. a religious guy, but I believe in God and I believe in, mm-hmm. you know, everyone has a purpose. Because I would say, why would this happen to me, God? Like, I'm a good person. I've done nothing but totally. help people my entire life. You were helping why, her. Why, how would yeah. you let this happen to me? And then as the years, you know, one year passes, two year passes, and, and everything starts to un- unravel, the answer came. It was meant to happen to me. I yeah. was yes. meant to stop her. I feel like God chose me mm-hmm. to stop her because up until me, no one stopped her. No, she just kept right. getting away, kept getting away. People are embarrassed. People are ashamed. Nobody wants to do totally. anything. God chose a openly gay former television reporter with a degree in journalism, current reality TV producer, someone who knows how to how to tell a story, knows yes. how to get things published. You know, it's not going to back down. Who no. better than me? Yeah. So yeah, now yes. I have this whole new career as like a vigilante. Like I'm helping. Oh, my God. There's so many it. crazy cases I'm working on now. People in Florida, people in in California, people in Michigan, um, who've been conned, who don't know what, they don't even know what to do. You can't just go to police and say, I got conned. There's a whole, you know, you got to gather all your evidence and emails and text messages. You got to write up a a sworn affidavit and lay out a timeline. All cops care about are times and dates and victims Mm -hmm. are the worst. Okay. So what would you suggest for somebody who's listening, who had this happen and wants, what's the like first two steps they should do first you have to gather all your evidence so so you can you have to learn how to explain what happened to you in two sentences Mm. okay that's hard 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like you're pitching a TV show. So when you're pitching right. a TV show, you got to pitch it in a sentence, then pitch it in a paragraph, then give them an episode outline. That's the same right. thing totally. for reporting a crime. You know, yeah. you got to be able to succinctly say, because let me tell you this, police will turn you away. I got turned away. When I went to file my police report, the cop said, this isn't a crime. You gave her the money. I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do. And I just kept pushing back. And I kept dumping pages of of emails and text messages and bank records on his desk. And about Mm -hmm. 10 minutes in, he's like, well, what do you what do you do for a living? I'm like, I'm a TV producer. He's like, oh, okay, I see. So, all right. So, and he starts looking at everything. So you're not going away. <laughs> right. Yeah. He starts looking and like, realizes, no, all right, yeah, I'll take a police report. Okay. And here's my advice. Call every day. You know, call until it's yeah. assigned to a detective because every mm-hmm. time you call, your case gets pulled from the bottom of the pile and put at the top of the pile. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good to know. Call every day. But before you go to police, get organized. Pull all your evidence. Find out how, you know, Google how to write up an affidavit, get it, get mm-hmm. it notarized and, mm-hmm. and list exactly all they care about are dates and times. On this date, okay. I met her. So- on this date, I gave her the first amount. On this date, here's a check. You know, that's all they care about. Here's a text. Yeah. Just get your time. You can't. Straight. And you can't rely on the police to do this shit for you. You got to do it oh, for yourself. Yeah. Had I relied on the police, yeah. nothing would have ever have happened. Totally. Yeah, you have to be your own advocate. You have to be your own Mm -hmm. private investigator. You have to call them every freaking day so they know that this is not going away until charges are filed or the case is dismissed. So either Mm -hmm. dismiss it or file charges. There is no happy Mm -hmm. in between where you're never going to hear from me. So did she use um, aliases to do her cons or she just used her real name all over the place? Well, she had variations of her name. She was in Northern Ireland. She was Marianne Smith. She was born Marianne Andel. She became Marianne Welch in Michigan. In LA, mm-hmm. she was Mayor Smith. Um, right. But she went by Mayor O'Claric. You know, she had like okay. 23 different aliases, variations Jeez. of her name. Yeah. And she impersonated a buttload of people to scam other people. That's insane. Yeah. That's incredible. Well, thank you for bringing us this story. This, this is, is amazing. amazing. Well, thank you for taking the time and the interest and putting me on your show. I appreciate it. Of, of course. Of course. You guys. You guys. Wow. Wow. What a dream guest. What he was amazing. Start to finish. Had it all for us. He had the complete story. I mean, literally, this is what we pray for. And as you've heard from some of our other recent guests, this is we sometimes sometimes God shines down on you. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes we're hesitant about bringing men into our world. Mostly hesitant. Okay. I don't. You know. You know, Millie, who hosts the All Dick is Trash podcast, says All Dick is Trash. Right. But, like, sometimes it's not. But she hasn't met Jonathan. He's the best. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like, this, I feel like he's a kinship with him. And I just feel so excited and and inspired. And I hope anybody listening to... Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel... I really hope his story... There's that element that he shared of that, like, once you really get over that humility and the embarrassment of it and of you just move dead. on you can really fly and it it does feel good and it does feel fulfilling and i we only hope that like after being scammed or conned that you Judge. don't as horrible as it feels that yeah you don't let it don't judge really yourself ruin yeah it happens to everybody yeah yeah don't all right let it you guys are the you. best if you have been conned by mayor smith Thank you guys um feel free Feel free to email us. Yeah, podcast at gmail.com. We I can't believe how many victims this woman has. It's amazing. You know I got really excited about the plastic surgery. I was like, tell me how many (laughs) nose jobs. She had leg liposuction. Ugh, I can only wish. Like thighs I can see, but like legs, like calves. I know. Yeah. Well also, you know, after I (laughs) sprained my ankle, I was like, oh shit, I have fat ankles now because one looks puppy. I have one fat ankle. Thankfully, it's gone down, but I'm like, I would have totally lipoed that ankle if it didn't go down. Get it back into shape. I like having little ankles. Um, Clearly, that don't too much. Okay. (laughs) So, Also, guys, if you want to call us because you know I love a phone call, you can call us on our hot tip hotline, which is 347-509-9414. Yeah, and you can visit scamwellpodcast.com to subscribe to our Patreon, get our merch, lots of other... A lot of our drama. There. We our Patreon episodes have been so fun, and they're really just like we just spill all that tea. Totally all that tea. All right, all right guys. you guys are the best. We'll Thank see you, you next again. week. Love you. Bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Seven ribs are completely fused. And you have no idea where this came from? No. She was sent here anonymously. Mm-mm. Not she. They, maybe? Wait. I've never seen anything like this. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. My grandfather was a journalist back in the 60s and 70s. He specialized in strange stories. Who are they? How are they connected to the skeleton? Play the tape. You'll see. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. We dream about it. We both dream about it. How often?